veils falling. God is rooted out. We rebuke sickness and disease and we come and sick bodies be healed. Thank you, Lord, that your word that goes forth will not come back void, but accomplish what you please tonight. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore, today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We're so glad to have all of you and all of our Kwaibom State community joining by way of Comfort FM, XLFM, Radio Akwaibom, Unu FM, Heritage FM, and all the various radio stations. We're so glad to have everybody in the service tonight. Hey guys, it's going to be an exciting time of study, an exciting time of growth in knowledge and growth in grace tonight. Therefore, invite a friend, a family member, tell somebody in your neighborhood to tune to this radio station. Life is flowing through the airwaves right now. Our social media community, friends and family, we're so glad to have all of you tonight. And I want to ask you to do me the same favor you have always done. Help us share the video on your page. Share them with all the groups on your page. Share them on monogram, telegram. Put them on, you know, put them on, on WhatsApp groups. And make sure you create watch parties also. You know, just let's flood the entire bloomable planet with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. What a joy to have all of you tonight. All our campuses and Bible study groups. We're so glad to have everybody. Hey guys, get, grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get into the word of his grace tonight. <clears throat> Praise God forevermore. Alright. <clears throat> We've been on a study on why things happen the way they happen. And we began to you know, move into a second phase of that teaching yesterday in the first and second service. And I laid some foundation and I'm going to build upon right now as we begin to explore and examine the scriptures in the light of Jesus Christ. Why things happen the way that they happen. And we say we're going to be examining three personalities. Number one, we're going to be studying God. Number two, we're going to be studying man. Number three, we're going to be studying angels. And we said under angels by identification, we're going to be studying Satan as a minor. <clears throat> and then we laid some foundation yesterday and I'm just going to build on it. The book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 1. God who at sundry times and in diverse manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Verse 2. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he had appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds so we established yesterday that if we're going to study god we can only study god in his son and if we study his son we study him you can study his prophets but his prophets didn't come from him you can study his servants but his servants didn't come from him. But to study him, you have to study his son. He said concerning his son, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
Look at that Hebrews where we just read. He said, God at sundry times, the word sundry times is the word different times. And in divers, divers manners means different portions of the truth. Different portions of the truth or like another translation, we call it progressive revelation. Then he says, hath in these last days spoken to us in his son. The King James says by his son. The original says in his son. Well, if we say by his son, it will mean that the son is a medium of communication. But actually God has spoken in his son. He is not speaking by his son. He is not speaking in his son. He has spoken in his son. Look at verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 1. Chapter 1 verse number 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. The express image of his person. As we study, you will discover that Adam was created in the image of Jesus. Because Jesus is the image of God. The word express image is actually the flawless image. It's not a copy. Alright, it's God that became one. Look at that Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, the Amplified Translation of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. <clears throat> amplified. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. And in different ways, God spoke of all to our fathers. In and by the prophets. In and by the prophets look at verse 3 of hebrews 1 amplified verse 3 he is the sole expression of the glory of god the light being the outraying or radi radiance of the divine he is a perfect imprint and very image of god's nature upholding all and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty power when he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing of sins and redundance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. So when we study his son, we are studying him. His son is a man. Jesus is God that became a man. So to study him, we study his son. Jesus said clearly to us in John chapter 14 verse 8 and 9, He that has seen me has seen the Father. So Jesus is the Father manifest. So we don't have stress in knowing God. Because to know God is to know Christ. And the Bible is a comprehensive revelation of Christ. The exact revelation of Christ. So we don't have any stress in knowing God. The word, the life, and the light he is the way he is absolute absolute revelation absolute custodian of god so we can study god when we study his son he gave us his son so we can know him 
Jesus was given to us by God so we can know him. He is the perfect revelation of the father. That knowledge of his son is incomplete in the four gospels. Incomplete in the four gospels. Look at the way brother Paul will write about that, that limited knowledge of God or incomplete knowledge in the four gospels. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 16. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, do we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. How do we know Christ after the flesh? In the four gospels, where the word became flesh, the incarnate Christ, or what we call the eyewitness account. The eyewitness account, the revelation of God in the flesh. Now, the fullness of that revelation of God in the flesh will be seen in the epistles. The fullness of it will be seen in the epistles. You know, in Matthew chapter 16, one day Jesus asked the disciples, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And some of them say, well, some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Jeremiah, some say you are Elijah. And he says, but who do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to Peter, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you. Flesh and blood. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. The incarnate Christ, the four Gospels. That is, you do not know God by looking at the physical Christ. No, it has to be revealed. Jesus has to be revealed to you. God reveals himself. Yesterday we established that you cannot know God by discovery. He has to reveal himself to you. You don't find him out. You are only supposed to find out what he has revealed about himself. God reveals himself. And that revelation of God is contained in the scriptures. Let's examine a question tonight. And I'd like you to think. I'd like you to put on your thinking caps. Let's examine a question tonight. What about before the Bible came together? Because the Bible was put together less than 2,000 years ago. So what about the time when there was no Bible? Before the Bible was put together. You know, there was no Bible in the Genesis era. Nobody had a Bible to read. So where did our great-grandfathers, before Christianity came to Africa, where did they go to when they died? Before Christianity came to Africa, there was no Bible. There was no preacher. There was no evangelist. There was no prophet. So where did our great-grandfathers go to when they died? Now let me show you a couple of things and I'd like us to think together because we're examining God, man, angels. So those who did not have the scriptures, how did they know God? Because the Bible is less than 2,000 years old. And this world has been there for over 6,000 years. So for the larger part of this planet, people lived without Bibles. People lived without scriptures. People lived, in fact, they lived without so many things that we have available to us today. 
Abraham did not have the scriptures. Moses did not have the scriptures. Isaac did not have the scriptures. Noah did not have the scriptures. In fact, Adam did not have a copy of the Bible. So how did they hear the gospel? Please pay attention. Let's look at some truths. Because all of this is in the Bible. Look at Matthew chapter 2 verse number 1. Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Wise men from the east to Jerusalem. So wise men from the east shows that they are not Jewish people. They are not Jews. They are from the east. So when God was going to send Jesus, the angel came to Mary and said, Held her Mary and all the story and the baby was born in a manger. He was on earth for two years. Even the Jews with the scriptures that they didn't know. Even the Jews with the scriptures they have read did not know that Jesus was born. And he was here for two years. With all the scriptures they have read of the prophets. The Bible says wise men, and of course, let me correct this quickly. There were not three wise men. There were many wise men. I don't know where they got the three from. I think the three is because they presented three different gifts. So they assume it must be three. No, they are not three wise men. They are wise men. It was a group of wise men. They came from the east to Jerusalem. Now look at verse 2 of the scripture. Verse 2 of the scripture. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. And are come to worship him. How did they know that Jesus was born? They said, for we have seen his star in the east. So they knew that Jesus was born by the star did they have a prophet no do they have the scriptures no look at verse 3 now matthew chapter 2 verse 3 when herod the king had heard these things he was troubled and all jerusalem with him verse 4 and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together he demanded of them where christ should be born verse 5 and they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. His own people now are giving him information from the scriptures of the prophets. After the wise men have called their attention to it. The wise men didn't have scriptures, but the wise men saw the star. Alright, now, give me the next verse. Verse number 6. And that Bethlehem in the land of Judah... And not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of this shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So they knew he will be born in Bethlehem. How did the Jews know? The Jews knew by the scriptures. The wise men are not connected to Abraham. They are not descendants of Abraham. How did the wise men know that Jesus was born by the star? Now, how many of you know what the star is? The star is the star. <laughs> a 
The star is a star. Now look at verse 7. Please pay attention. Of Matthew chapter 2. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. Now this is how you know it was a shooting star. Because it appeared. It was a shooting star. Look at verse 8 of Matthew chapter 2. And he said, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Verse 9. When they had had the king, they departed and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Verse 11. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now please pay attention. Did you observe that when they entered Herod's house, the star disappeared? Because they were not supposed to go to Herod's house. But when they came out, the star reappeared. And when they arrived at where the baby was, the star stopped. So the star gave them guidance to where the baby was. And this was before the Jews knew it had happened. This was before those that had scriptures. Those that were descendants of Abraham. Those that had prophets. Before they even know it, the wise men from the east already saw it. Now, remember the Jews had the scriptures spoken by the spirit. Yet, those wise men had the star. Somebody says, is this not astrology? No. It's not astrology. Because astrology perverts the things of God. So let's ask ourselves, what do stars represent in the Bible? We will find that out in Genesis. So let's look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 13 to 15. Genesis Chapter 1, verse 13 to 15. And the evening and the morning were the third day. <clears throat> and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them, let them be for signs. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Next verse. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven. To give light upon the earth. And it was so. To divide the day from the night. He says it will be for signs. What's a sign? A sign points you to something. A sign points you to something. So the stars shall be for sign. So the stars were created to give signs. Please, that's very instructive. The stars were created to give sign. Remember, all things were created for him and by him. All things were created for him, including the moon, the stars, the sun. They were created for him by him. So therefore, all of them are supposed to be pointers as signs to Christ. So the stars were created. What about the sun and moon? The same thing. The sun is the greater light. The moon is the lesser light. 
Why was the sun and the moon and the stars created? Colossians chapter 1 verse number 15. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? Next verse. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So the star is for a sign for everyone under it. Meaning everywhere you are on earth, whether you are born again or you are not born again, if you look up to the sky, you will see stars. You will see moon. You will see sun. And they are there for a sign. To rule by the day, the sun. To rule by the night, the moon. Rule over what? So, the stars, the moon, the sun, we are given in heaven as a sign. As a pointer to the sun. A pointer to Jesus. The moon, the stars, and the sun. As pointers to Jesus. Please stay with me. The book of Romans chapter 1 verse 18. Pay attention. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is made manifest in them. For God had showed it. God had showed it unto them. Next verse. For the invisible things. The invisible things of him. From the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. 20. Without excuse. So you wonder. What about those who were not Jews? They didn't have scripture. They didn't have the prophets. Well, we just read the scriptures. All other nations that were not Jewish nations, God revealed himself to everyone. The Jews had prophets. The prophets gave them scriptures. Every other nation that was not Jewish nation, God gave them signs pointers to the sun it says that the things that are seen they point to the invisible god that is why romans says something very beautiful romans chapter 2 verse 11 romans chapter 2 verse 11 for there is no respect of persons with god next verse for as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law. Hmm. And as many as have sinned in the law 
shall be judged by the law. Look at verse 13. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. 14. For when the Gentiles, these are not Jews, these are the nations without a prophet and without scripture. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves. <laughs> I love brother Paul. 15. I love brother Paul. Which show the work of the law written where? In their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness. And their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. Interesting. Give me 16. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Wow. Alright. Let's look at another scripture. Acts chapter 17 verse 23. We're going to read to verse 27. Acts 17 23 to 27. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God whom therefore you ignorantly worship him declare I unto you. He didn't say they are not worshiping God. He didn't say they are not worshiping God. He said they are worshiping God, but they are ignorant of what they are doing. Okay? So they are worshiping God. And even though the God they are worshiping is an unknown God, but there is worship to God. Alright? Now, give me the next verse. Give me the next verse. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. 25. Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. Seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. 26. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. And had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. 27. That they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him. Though he be not far from every one of us. Whether you have scriptures or not. Whether you have prophets or not. He be not far from every one of us. So God made the world in such a way that man will seek after him. God created the world in such a way that man will seek after him. So God made the earth in a way that man will keep seeking for this invisible God. Look at verse 2. I mean Acts 17, 29 to 31. Acts 17, 29 to 31. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, 
We ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. 30. And the times of this ignorance, very key. And the times of this ignorance, God winked at, overlooked. But now that knowledge has come, commanded all men everywhere to repent. 31. Because he had appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he had ordained, whereof he had given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. Wow. So in the times of worshipping God unknown, ignorantly, God winked out. He overlooks. Okay? But now that the knowledge of God has come, he commanded every man to repent. This is so beautiful. Look at this now. He Acts chapter 14 verse 15. Acts chapter 14 verse 15. And saying, Sirs, why do you these things? We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein. Now Paul is preaching here. Now before I read further, the wise men from the east, how did they find Jesus? They found Jesus by nature. The wise men from the east found Jesus from nature. Without a prophet and without scriptures. Look at that Acts 14.16 now. Acts 14.16 Who in time past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. I like to read 15 and 16 again. Verse 15 and 16. Let it flow. And saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you. And preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth, and the sea, and all things that are therein. Next verse. Who in time past suffered all nations, to walk in their own ways. Give me 17 now. Talking about Gentiles. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness. He left not himself without witness. In that, he did good. And gave us rain from heaven. And fruitful seasons. Filling our hearts with food and gladness. That was God's revelation. He left himself a witness. Because the Jews were just one nation among all other nations. And God left himself a witness among all other nations that are not Jews. Now, 
Just look up. Moon, star, sun. Just look up. And you see God. Just look up and you see God. Why do you think everything God created has been used in the Bible to talk about Jesus? <laughs> Why do you think everything God created has been used in the Bible to talk about Jesus? Jesus is called the son of righteousness. Son. The son of righteousness. He is called the bright and morning star. He is called the day star. He is called the tree of righteousness. Why did God create a dove? You find out from Jesus. Be as harmless as doves. Be as wise as serpents. I mean nature points to Jesus. Everything God created points to Jesus. God leaves his revelation in every generation. The revelation of God can be traced to every generation. Please pay attention. The difference in this and astrology is this. Astrology points you to you. The star that led the wise men pointed them to Christ. That's the difference. Astrology is about you. The star points to Christ. God's revelation in the things he created points to him. God's revelation in the things he created points to his son. Those folks, and I say this carefully and hopefully, we will explain it better in the course of the week. Idolatry among the Gentiles was only evil because they worshipped the things. Idolatry among the Gentiles was only evil because they worshipped the things. Where the things pointed to God and his son is not idolatry. And we will explain further in the course of the week. We have seen the star, a shooting star, pointed to Jesus. So every generation used, I mean Jesus used different things to communicate God. Jesus used water to talk about the spirit. He said, it shall be in you a well of water springing up to everlasting life. Remember the woman at the well. The woman at the well. Give me water to drink. She said, we have nothing in common, sir. He said, if you knew who was talking to you, you will have given me your water. And I will give you living water. And you will not thirst again. She said, you don't have what to feed the water. And then he gave her a word of knowledge there. And then... He ended up getting her to know that he was the one. Using water to reveal himself. Using nature to communicate the truth. There's a Christocentric revelation he used. Because he used what she had. She, he used, what did she have water? He used what she had because everything points to him. 
all things were made by him and for him. It was created for him. So he said, the water I will give to you, he used water to teach salvation. Every time Jesus uses things that people can relate with to talk about himself, he is only telling you why those things were created. Every time. I mean, he, went, he, he wants to give signs and symbols that points to his person. You know, Adam had many animals in the Garden of Eden. Adam had many animals. The Bible says he found no help meat for him among the animals. Then when Eve came out, he said, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. The Bible says he spoke about Christ and the church. So all the animals had their own revelation of God. Only Adam and Eve had the revelation of the church. Everything points to something. So the Gentiles did not have a preacher. The Gentiles did not have the scriptures. But the Gentiles had the revelation of God. The Gentiles had the revelation of God. Wise men from the east had the star. When the star got to Jesus, it stopped. And when they got in, they found him and worshipped him. Glory to God. You know, they brought gold, frankincense, myrrh, which in those days was wealth. So the question is, why did they bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh to come and see a baby in a manger? God in his foreknowledge, God in his foreknowledge, knew that Herod would look for Jesus to kill. So he made provision ahead of time that Joseph and Mary will escape with Jesus and have enough money to take care of themselves till Herod died. Divine providence. So God made provision ahead of time. The wise men from the east brought wealth. I mean, a lot of wealth. You know, God gives revelation so we can know how God works. Nature, the Bible says, teaches us about God. Nature. We are called the trees of righteousness. I hope you know that. Jesus is the tree of righteousness. We too are called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. The Holy Spirit is called water. The word is called water. Jesus is called bread. Jesus is called the son of righteousness. The spirit is taught like air. Air that blows. The wind bloweth where it listed. Talking about the spirit. It all points us to Jesus. So God revealed himself to the Jews by the prophets. But those without a prophet... He left a sign in creation that points to him. God has never changed. He remains the same. But his witness to every generation 
is in different levels. We have the greater light. We have the lesser light. All of them are teaching revelation. In the lesser light, you see, but in the greater light, you see better. The greater light rules over the lesser light. So we find different revelations about God in the Bible that points us to God. But of course, it is progressively revealed. Progressively revealed. So the Bible is a book of pro progressive revelation that climaxes in Christ being raised from the dead. Glory to God. Now we will get into signs and symbols within the week so that you know you can understand where your grandparents went, where your great, 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 great parents went before missionaries came to Africa. Where did they go? We're going to take time and look at scriptures a little further. But already from the things we have looked at as a framework, you begin to have an idea of where all of them went. It's interesting to know the mind of God. Isn't it funny that the first set of people that traced Jesus were not Jewish people? <laughs> the first set of people that located Jesus and identified him and worshipped him and gave to him were not Jews. Jews had Bible. They had prophets. They were there and didn't know. Wise men without Bible and prophets saw star and arrived. That's interesting. They didn't have prophets. So the heaven is open for everyone. Jews, Gentiles, Houses, Yorubas, Ibibios, Ibos, Americans, Canadians, the heavens are open. Indians, Arabians, and all the different nations, the heavens are open. And there are pointers everywhere to point to God. So we have lesser light and we have the greater light. And we're going to study night and day. And darkness you know there's a difference between darkness and night darkness is not night night is not darkness night we will see the difference because you know light enter darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it what you call darkness is like 12 midnight that's what you call darkness but of course you know darkness with stars and moon at 12 midnight is not darkness because you can still see <laughs> so night is not darkness and darkness is not night conclusively tonight Luke 9 54 Luke chapter 9 verse 54 Luke 9 54 and when his disciples James and John saw this they said Lord will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did. Jesus was somewhere. And he was going somewhere. And they said they would not let him go through. The disciples James and, Saul, and John saw this. Look at verse 55 of Luke chapter 9. Pay attention. But he turned and rebuked them. And said. You know not what manner of spirit you are of. You know not what manner of spirit you are of. 
What did they say? Shall we command fire to come down and consume them? Even as Elijah did, he rebuked them. Where did Elijah do that? Where did Elijah pray that prayer of fire? Second Kings chapter 1 verse 10 to 12. Look at verse 55 of Luke 9. 55 and 56. Glory to God. But he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what manner of spirit you are of. 56. For the son of man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. I thought Elijah was a prophet. What? Jesus rebuked them. You know not what manner of spirit you are of. So what about those wars that the Jews fought? The wars. What about David and Goliath? Was it not by faith that David killed Goliath? Well, that's why we are studying. Why things happen the way they happen. Jesus said Elijah commanded fire to come. And he did it in the name of God. But Jesus is saying here, you know not what manner of spirit you are off. He didn't say you cannot command the fire. He just said, there is a spirit that commands fire that is not my spirit. For the son of man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. He distinguished himself from Elijah's fire. <laughs> Jesus distinguished himself from Elijah's fire. How did Pharaoh perish in the Red Sea? Who did it? We shall find out this week why things happen the way they happen. I thought they used to win the battle, all the wars of Israel, because God is a God of war. I thought it was the God of war. Jehovah, the man of war. That was killing nations. And giving Israel victory. It is that thought that some people are thinking. And they are praying for African angels. To come to America and help them win election. That mindset. That theology. Which is wrong. Is the reason why people believe. That God can kill you for them. That same theology that make many people believe that the Jews conquered many nations because God was against those nations but preferred Jewish people. For what now? Both Israel and the foreign nations, all of them were sinners. In fact, the Israelites were more sinners than some of the Gentile nations. Hmm. Oh, no, no. It's because uh, they are the people of God. Yeah, they are the people of God. Because God used them as a pattern. God used them as a pattern. Today, they are no more the people of God than any other person. How did Pharaoh perish in the Red Sea? Is Jesus contradicting the Bible? Because Jesus said, My spirit didn't bring down the fire. <laughs> the lesser light. And the greater light. 
things happen? Who makes them happen? Why did they happen? Okay, actually, who killed Goliath? <laughs> you know not what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Hallelujah. Was Goliath not killed by the power of God? Somebody almost fought with me on phone during one of the questions and answers on Goliath. How can, Dr. Demon, how can you say it was not God that killed Goliath? Me, I saw in my Bible, it was God that killed Goliath. <laughs> I said, cool down, my brother. This talk you're looking for is a long journey. <laughs> it's a long journey. You need to go through kindergarten class first before we start this journey. So don't be angry, you hear? Don't be angry. I don't know where to start. You know, sometimes you don't know where to start helping people. It's like somebody has not gone to primary school asking a, 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 you know, asking somebody a question that is supposed to be answered at postgraduate level. He has not been to primary school. How do you start? <laughs> How do you start? So sometimes you just have to tell them, go back to kindergarten class so you can learn. A lot of these things are just raised. We're going to be answering them in the course of this week. Because when things happen, three personalities are blamed. It's either God, or man, or angels, and by identification, Satan. When you know God, when you know man, when you know angels, you can say, oh, this happened because of this one. The other one happened because of that one. And the other one happened because of... So that's why it's important to know God. That's why we're studying God. We're studying man. We're studying angels. From the word of God, God has determined the limit of every creature on earth. Every creature has limit. Man has limit. Satan has limit. Angels have limit. Only God doesn't have limit. Every creature, there's a limit. And we're going to study the limits. Some of us don't know, you know, how God counts days. We don't know how God counts days. <laughs> you know, man of God, if God tells you, I will visit you tomorrow, ask him to explain tomorrow. Tell him, Father, explain what is tomorrow. <laughs> ask him again, what do you mean by tomorrow? Because he told Daniel, 70 weeks. And those 70 weeks took several hundreds of years. So when God tells you a day is as a thousand years. A day. So when God is saying, I will visit you tomorrow. Tell him, Father, wait. Before we go too far. Explain in this context what you mean by tomorrow. Glory to God. He said, after two days, I will revive you. On the third day, I will raise you up. Talking about death, burial, and resurrection. He called it two days. And the third day, I will raise you up to sit in my side. What a blessing tonight. Are you blessed? Get on your feet. That's all I've got for you in this service. Tomorrow we keep examining why things happen the way they happen on the earth. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Thank you for revelation, knowledge flowing like a flood. The eyes of your people's understanding continually being enlightened. Veils falling off. Clarity coming. Boldness and confidence 
Revelation knowledge growing big, ministers being raised, disciples being equipped, and the glory of Jesus manifesting like water covers the sea. And Lord, I decree that tonight, whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. We rebuke sickness and disease, and we declare right now, sick bodies be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Those in need of a miracle, receive a miracle. Receive a miracle in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and glory and the blessing. And we thank you for the opportunity to keep growing in grace and in knowledge. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Glory. Amen. Woo, I tell you, I'm excited about the opportunity to teach the word every day in this building. Listen carefully. I want to take up your offerings. And in about one or two minutes, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush so we can have more time tonight to respond to your emails, answer your questions, answer your phone calls, and, you know, you know deal with your doctrinal questions. But it's always a joy to serve you the grace of God. But just before we go, every time we teach you the word of God, we give you the opportunity to honor the word and to make your monies available so we can get the gospel to reach everybody in this world. It's such a joy to see men coming to the knowledge of the truth. And much more when you know that your finances are part of making it happen. It's a delight and an honor to give for the work of God. Online, the banking details are scrolling. On Kingdom Life Network, the banking details are scrolling. When we get into the studio, Mr. Michael Bush will read the banking details for the radio audience. But it's just a joy to serve you the grace of God. Whether you're watching in the house centers, the Bible study centers, or campuses around the world, it's time to honor Jesus. And if the banking details scrolling, there's none that is applicable to your location anywhere around the world, just shoot a mail to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com and asking us for banking details with your location. We'll get an account that will be relevant to your location. But I want to thank you for honoring the word and honoring this ministry and making your resources generously and sacrificially available for the advancement of this cause. Lift up your offerings. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for everyone giving tonight. Grace abounds towards your people. I decree that we are enriched in all things. That you supply the needs of your people according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Barriers are terminated. I declare that opportunities are made available to your people today. I declare ideas, concepts, and insights. And I declare that the enemy has no hold over anyone under the sound of my voice. We give with joy and we thank you for the privilege of giving our resources. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Glory to God. What a blessing. Listen carefully. I'm going to be joining Mr. Michael Bush. We'll still be on all the various platforms where we're broadcasting right now. You don't want to miss this next segment because it's an opportunity to bring more clarity and get you established and grounded in the truth of the gospel. I look forward to seeing you in the other studio in the next few seconds. And until then, enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this great service tonight. Glory! Woo! Amen! That you have been blessed by this message. For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damina. Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com Eternal life! Only Jesus can give it. I come to Jesus for eternal life. I don't come to him for other things that I can get elsewhere. I come to him for what only he supplies. 
I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He that has the Son has life. So why are we in Christ? For life. Abel Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth. Riot live with Dr. Abel Damino. Somebody shut up! The curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Daminer and Michael Bush. Date 11th October to 15th November 2020. Time Mondays to Saturdays 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. GMT plus one. Sunday 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. services GMT plus one. You can also join the broadcast on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. daily. XL FM 106.9 Uyo 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily. And Radio Aquibo 90.5 Uyo 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. Watch this program live on Kingdom Life Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV. Also visit Abel Damino Facebook handle, Instagram handle, Twitter handle, and YouTube. Host Doctors Abel and Rachel Damino. Okay, many thanks for joining us. Many thanks for staying tuned. We're going to give you, as we always start, the opening announcement, starting with the bank details, just in case you want to take part in the offering rounds. The account name is Power City International. There are three banks, FCMB, Zenith, and UBA. Starting with Zenith, 10-12-36-59-12. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. That's for Zenith. Account name, Power City International. That same account name goes for FCMB, 2982-68-2028. for FCMB. The same account name, Power City International, also suffices for UBA, 139-26. 465-139-26-465. That's announcement number one. Two, not um, too long from now, as soon as we start sale with Global Barber, I'll give you the opportunities to call into the program. The line is plus 234-806-800-9939. Plus 234, of course, that is if you are calling from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 0806 800 
239. Or you want to send us an SMS or two, it's plus 234-703-691-8642. For sponsorship, you can also call in plus 234-803-275-6104. Plus 234-803-275-6104. For, or you just wire an email or two to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Doctor, of course, is DR. You also want to send in questions for this segment of the program. That's the counselor. Just uh, email askthecounselornow at gmail.com. Okay, I'm done with announcements. I'm turning now to my friends on Facebook Live. Starting with um, this one looks new. Chewe Ima. Cheleshe, I'd like to thank you for joining us. It's the first time I've seen your name, but I'm super excited that you are here. Also, Chris Bill, Chibuzo Peter Simeon, Choma Sharon Ben, who's in Egypt, Samuel Kamwaka, Los Cruz, who's in Italy, Felicitole is in South Africa, I guess, Eno Equa, I don't know where that one is, but she's screaming, Glory! You know, you need to tell me where you are. Evelyn Motani is also here. And I'm super excited that you are on the program. Priska Aguele Anuge, I'd like to thank you. Says my belly is with me, okay? Mine sweets me more. Raymond Ani is also on the program. Says uh, Mos Feto, back here. That's, that one is from Botswana. Alice Kasonde says amen and amen. Raymond Ani back on the program. Casey Cole. Chibuzo Peter Simeon again, Fatina Halidi is in Kenya. Kumo Chipete, Ene Udoyup, Lena LK Kaleke. Aha, says we are within sisters. Priska Gwele Anuge again, Alex Muriti. I'd like to welcome all of you to the program. Abiene Awite, that should be from Ghana, I guess. I don't know, not so sure. Antonio Oliveira, is that one from Italy? Mwakamui Kuta, Amudam Lilian Fong, Lena Bessa, oh, that one's from Kitwe, Zambia, I remember, and Luis Lejo, Naya Za, Hope Mapalo, Lux Cruz again, Lux Cruz again, Michael Maruma, Valerie Case in Germany, a Cameroonian, I remember that, and they took over with us, thank you, Abba Father. Simon McCarthy, I'd like to also welcome you to the program. Say thank you, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. And um, the list goes on and on and on. This one has a sentence name, but I'm going to try and pronounce it. Omo Osayiweren. You know, I hope I got that right. Omo Osayiweren. Um, welcome, Mr. Bush, our Nigerian angel. <laughs> Bless you, sir. Okay, Nigerian angel, I remember that I catch that because angels are supposed to come from Africa, right? Okay, I'll be talking with Global Baba about that one as soon as we set sail. So, Felicitole says, Mr. Michael Bush, our intercontinental uncle, is back on the show. Okay, Osman Madaki, Global Fire. Okay, scared by your scarborough, where have you been? Many thanks to Mr. Bush. Lai Malaika Ebangaribe says, Welcome, Mr. Bush. I'd like to thank you a great deal. Luis Telejo again. Esther Kiranga. And the list is so long. Johnson in Ogeru, can't forget you. Hope you double two. Chris Bill again. Savoa Lilia. Savoa Lydia. Welcome to the program. Okay, so I am calling St. Joe for yes. I was just wondering about you, brother. 
I'm reporting from Chicago, and so, so nice to see you. Say me well to President Obama, all right? And um, who else is there? Abbas Regent Sisibel. I've taken so, so, so many names. And I'm sure this is the fine place to call for that 60-minute, um, excuse me, 60-second commercial. As soon as that comes back, Global Baba will be seated by my side. Please stay tuned. Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth Riot live with Dr. Abel Daminer. In your career, in your marriage, in your business, on your job, receive miracles. Theme, curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Daminer and Michael Bush. Time, Monday to Saturday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. GMT Plus One. Join the program live on Comfort FM 95.1. Uyo, Sunday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And Monday to Saturday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Radio Akwaibom 90.5 FM. Uyo, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. XL FM 106.9 Uyo 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily Unuyo FM 100.7 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. daily Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily And on Heritage FM 104.9 10 p.m. to midnight You can also watch this program's live on Kingdom Live Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV decoder. You can also follow Abel Damino's Facebook page, public figure, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram handles to watch real time. Welcome to Riot Live and Ask the Counselor. Host, Drs. Abel and Rachel Damino. Okay. Thank you for staying tuned. It's Ask the Counselor. And my name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor I.J. Quere. He's here, complete with the production team, a group of very talented young people who do a great job backstage. Lubu Baba, um, beautiful author. He's written many, many books. Prolific writer, I can tell you. And um, so far, uh, he's written nearly 40 books, and just um, two are already more also in the works. And I'd like to welcome him, uh, international televangelist, Dr. Abel Damina. 
The Intercontinental, Mr. So nice Bush. So nice to see you. How have you been today? I'm fantastic. Yesterday we had a blast yeah, sure. in that service. Absolutely. Yeah, Very and nice. we saw Mrs. Bush. Yeah, sure. She's back yeah. in Abuja. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, she's back. Well, she's back. Yeah. the Lord is with her. Amen. And it's Amen. good to see you. Okay, Global Baba, we slept in uh, Canada last night in the Americas, so we start there. From says blessings to you, Global Baba, Dr. Ebel Damina, the Intercontinental Mr. Bush. My name is Rodney. And, um, well, yesterday confused me because he said, please don't mention my name. I'm writing to you from Canada. Your teaching has really transformed my life. Please, Baba, pray for my family. Oh, okay. Father, we pray for your son and his family. We ask that grace abound towards them. In Canada, they have favor. They have grace. Every need is met. And in the name of Jesus, above all other needs, the revelation of God's word keeps growing in your heart until nothing else matters. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, no, Baba, I'm going straight to Europe out of the Americas, says, Dear Sir, this is Brother Anthony Buffy from Croydon Campus yep. in the United Kingdom. Yep. And it says, My question can be found in Genesis 12, 16 to 18. So in verse 17, it says, The Lord plagued Pharaoh. We know from the teachings that God is good and there is no death in him. He doesn't plague or inflict any pain on man, even when it was deserved. Therefore, who was responsible for the plague? And why was Pharaoh plagued in the first place, seeing Abraham lied about Sarah being his sister? Surely, this is neither a recompense of reward for wrongdoing, neither is it Pharaoh reaping what he had sown. We don't even read of Abraham's temperament to warrant a potential abuse of power and death caused by him to people. So please help us understand this scripture. Thank you for your labor of love. God bless you. Well, again, you know that everything is truly stated, but not everything is a statement of truth, all right? Now, God inspired the writings, but God did not inspire the, the, you know, the activities. So, again, when you read that the Lord plagued Pharaoh, in the light of Christ, you know that God never plagues anybody. So, and it is not God who wrote it. So, again, the writers had their way of communicating their assumptions and reading what they assumed into circumstances you know so it's not god that played pharaoh it was moses's perception of what happened around the situation based on the vision he saw that documented the event like that but what clarifies such things for us is jesus when you look at the scriptures in the light of christ you know that that cannot be the lord moreover follow the teaching because we're examining we're studying god man and angels to be able to know why things happen the way they happen on the earth. In the course of the week, we will get into some of those with exegesis. Fantastic. Okay, group of will make um, progress, but still staying on in Europe and indeed in the UK. My name is Afia, and I'm based in London. I watch your sermons on YouTube. Thank you for all that you do, teaching us the scriptures from the perspective of the finished work of Christ. Rubaba, in the last year or so, I have been growing in the grace message, and much of my theology has changed as a result. I'm now finding it incredibly difficult to enjoy attending my church in which I've been serving in the music ministry for seven years. Rubaba, although I love the friends I've made and have become very familiar with the ministry, I'm finding myself passionately disagreeing with much of what is taught in our sermons. The easiest answer would be to find another church to attend. However, the issue is not many ministries, or the issue is that many ministries are preaching from the finished works angle where I'm located. My question is, Okay, my, the issue is that not many ministries are preaching from the finished works angle where I'm located. My question is, should I stay 
on and attempt to teach those around me the grace message in the hopes that it will trickle, it will trickle into the main church's meeting, or should I simply transition to church via YouTube only? Thank you so much. Afia in the United Kingdom. Well, Afia in the United Kingdom, we have up to nine or ten campuses and even still counting. So what you may have to do is send us all your details by email. We'll be able to connect you with the coordinator of our campuses in the United Kingdom. He will walk through with you and help you settle down somewhere where you can really be comfortable with the message. I do not subscribe that you stay in a church where the finished work of Christ is not preached because if you do that, you are endangering yourself and you may end up getting yourself into being hot, being offended. Uh, you may even get into arguments that will not help you grow. Moreover, you're still growing and you need to keep growing. So you need to be in an environment where the word of his grace is taught, where the message is fully taught, so you can really grow and become what God wants you to be in the body of Christ. Okay, Global Baba, uh, we live in um, Europe, we live in the UK now, and heading straight to Australia. I just take this one, says, uh, uh, you know, after all the pleasantries, it says, Global Baba, my wife is into business, but it looks like everything she tries to do doesn't work. My family and hers are also struggling financially. She's been told many times by prophets that there is something fighting against her life and that no matter what, she will never prosper. About a month ago, during her visit to Africa, she visited a church and was told that the blood of a cow is fighting against her and her marriage. I counseled her. I told her there is no such thing because she's in Christ. No Baba. My wife has had suicidal thoughts for a long time now, which bothers me so much. I tried talking to her, showing her your messages, the misunderstood God and the series on prayers to listen, which she has not really taken time to listen to. When I try to encourage her and show her scriptures, which reveal her true identity in Christ, sometimes she listens, sometimes she doesn't. Please, Global Baba, I need your counseling and intervention. Please, let me be anonymous. Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to start praying for your wife because it's, it's certainly obvious that her eyes have not opened to the truth of the gospel. So the same prayers, Brother Paul, will pray for the church at Ephesus, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Remember, Brother Paul will say to the church in Rome, my little children of whom I travel in birth again until Christ be formed in you. So you have to travel in prayer and travel in continuing to communicate the word to her as much as you can. And, you know, keep making her know who she is in Christ. You know, reason together with her from the word of God. Make her see that when Christ rose, she rose. She's united with Christ. Take the time. Since she won't, she won't pay the price of sitting down to learn, you may have to spoon feed her until she sees the importance of sitting down and investing hours to study the word of God. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why some people, you're willing to be punished by the devil, chased by the devil, you know, uh, tormented with fear tormented with ignorance you're even ready to go from prayer house to prayer house engage in fasting and endless fasting and prayers just to be free from a situation when all you need is some little hours of studying the word of god and the truth of god's word sets you free you know so the devil has blinded her mind and you've got to pray for her and keep praying and patiently follow through until she comes to the light because eventually the word wins from Australia to Asia, the western side now, the Middle East, we go through there. S.G. Mutari writes to us, doesn't tell us where, so we just take that like that. Dear Dr. Damina and your able representative, Michael Bush, kindly shed some light on the following. One, a born-again child of God developed wood-like tissues under the skin. 
Doctors operated twice, but the stuff grew back. The person did all they could as a child of God to stand against this, and the church and various men of God sought for answers and prayed. The doctors couldn't explain, and there was no Holy, Holy Spirit instruction or direction given. The limb had to be operated upon Global Baba. We understand God is merciful and gracious, so what does one tell this person why their mustard seed faith couldn't preserve the limb? Well, first of all, uh, many things happen why people don't get healed. Many. It's not just in that situation. Even in Bible days, it's not everybody that got healed. Even in the ministry of Jesus, not everybody got healed. The Bible says he went to his hometown, but he couldn't heal everybody. This is Jesus, the savior of the whole world. You know, the Bible says the disciples of Jesus went to preach, and they couldn't heal somebody who came to report them to Jesus. And Jesus said the person could not be healed because of unbelief. Remember the gate man at, at, at the, the lame man at the gate beautiful was al alive when Jesus was on earth. But he never got healed by the ministry of Jesus. But one day, Peter and John met him at the gate beautiful. And they said to him, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have we give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you rise up and walk. And the man was healed. So many things are responsible as to why sometimes it prays. It looks like people didn't get healed. God has healed everybody in Christ. Everybody. The healing power of God has been available from the beginning of the world to the end of the world. There's no failure with God. Most times, the failure is the failure to receive what God has already provided in Christ. So what, do you, what, what, what can you say to that person? You get the person to still stay in the world because at the end of the day, it is still the word of God that will help that person eventually. Remember, eternal life is much, 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 cannot even compare to healing. Because even after you are healed, if Jesus tarries one day, you have to die and leave this world. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead after four days. Lazarus still died. But what matters is eternal life. So you've got to begin to share with the person his eternal realities, the things that God has made available, and bring the person to a place of lively hope in Christ so he can enjoy the rest of his life on the earth. That's the little explanation I have within the little time we have. But get my teaching series on the healing ministry of Jesus. The healing ministry of Jesus. And there's another one on finding God in the midst of evil. Finding God in the midst of evil. And stay with this teaching on why do things happen the way they happen on the earth. We'll get into a few other things that will help you. Okay, Global Baba, in another two minutes, we'll be taking phone calls on this edition of the program. But let's continue with S.G. Mutare's entry. It says, number two, 1 Samuel 22, priests of God were murdered by Saul, Global Baba. These are God's servants. What happened to God's protection in this case? Well, even in Acts of the Apostles, James was, was murdered. He was killed. Doesn't mean God is not protecting his people. But you see, God's protective power is also made available for you to receive. You, there are many things involved in protection. First of all, it's guaranteed for the believer. But the believer will have to receive. Then there is common sense. There is common sense approach to protection and deliverance. For example, I'm in a car and my driver is driving 300 kilometers per hour. And I'm saying nothing about it. That's dangerous. That's not having common sense. Because first of all, my driver is not in control of the whole road. Any animal could get into the road. Any car could veer off. Any sudden thing can happen. And bam, we're gone for it. So that is why common sense is critical in receiving protection and safety. For example, you don't open the doors to your house 
and the windows to your house and lie down and say, well, God is protecting me and not expect to be robbed. All of those are the kind of things. So again, God protects. That's why the Bible says, if you go for evangelism and they want to kill you, escape for your life. The word of God tells us, flee. If you're on the mountaintop, don't come down. If you're in the valley, flee to the mountaintop. Brother Paul was put in a basket and they threw him out through the window to escape for his life. What about where Peter went into the prison and delivered, I mean, the angel went and brought Peter out and then told Peter to escape and Peter ran away for his life. Remember what the Bible says, the horse is ready for battle, but safety is of the Lord. So there has to be a horse and the horse has to be ready to enjoy the safety that comes from the Lord. I hope that helps. Uh, fantastically. So, Global Baba, I know we have a first caller on the line, but let's just round off with this uh, entry by S.G. Mutari. It says, how does one get access to your materials, books, DVDs, teachings, etc.? Because I'm outside Nigeria. Well, if you just order Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com, you place your order. Our office will, you know, process it and make sure you get them. We send materials to all over the world. So, yeah, you can order for them. All right, so um, from the Middle East, we are flying straight to, into Africa. The southern part of the continent is our first part, of course, South Africa. It says, hello, Global Baba. My name is Edwin Msisia from South Africa. I've been watching The Misunderstood God and Dr. Damina. You said that God has not or was not responsible or cannot be responsible for the evil things that happened in the Old Testament. For example, when the firstborn of uh, the Egyptians were killed by the angel of death. But now I'm a bit confused when you're teaching about why things happen the way they happen. You said Satan is not in, involved, but based on what I get, I thought he was saying it was Satan who was killing. Please clarify. Well, again, I'm sure you didn't listen carefully. Sometimes when I teach, especially subjects that are advanced, you have to really listen. Sometimes you may have to listen to one teaching 10 to 20 times. I listen to messages sometimes 50 times before I, I get the full picture of what any preacher is communicating. Not because I'm dull, but because the word of God requires a lot of depth of thinking. If you listen carefully to what I taught last week, I said, God does not create evil. God is not behind evil. But when it came to the redemptive plan of God, God used sin to bring righteousness. God used death to destroy him that had the power of death. And the conclusion was that God is absolutely in control. But God didn't make the choices for man. God didn't make the, the choices that brought about the consequences. But God intervened in bringing salvation for man from those consequences. That's what we were talking about last week. So when I said Satan does not kill, Satan does not have the power to kill. Remember I also said Satan is only intelligent to the degree of the intelligence of the person he's living inside. That means by default, Satan kills through human instruments. That's the kind of things I was teaching. So you need to listen again and again to be able to understand fully what we taught last week. From South Africa to Namibia next. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I'm growing every day. Thank you so much. Mr. Bush, please help me read these questions one by one to Global Baba. I don't want any of them left out. Thank you, sir. I've been struggling to receive my healing for my facial nerves for years now, but thank God for the knowledge I've received through your teachings, Global Baba. One, for the past four weeks, I've been listening to your teaching entitled New Testament Walk of Faith. 
In that video, Global Baba, you mentioned seven things that we must understand. They are the reality of the integrity of the world, the reality of our redemption in Christ, the reality of our righteousness in Christ, etc. Two, how can I understand these things, Global Baba? Do you perhaps have a book or video explaining them in details that you, that you can refer me to? Well, you may need to order for the whole series. On YouTube, I'm not sure the whole series is there because it was, a, it was a, I think, 14 to 20 hours of teaching, which is not covered on YouTube. So you need the entire series because in that series, I unpacked everything. You know, in Power City, when I teach, I don't teach one hour, two hours. Most of my series go up to 30 hours, 15 hours, 25 hours, 60 hours, even 80 hours. Because the Word of God is very, very, very deep. You need a lot of explanation to arrive at understanding, precept upon precept. So you may need to order for the New Testament work of faith. Another material you may need to order is revelation knowledge, knowing God in Christ. It's a book. The other one is, is you know, audio teachings. This other one is a book. That will help you a lot. Okay, Global Baba, he continues. That's still from Anna. Okay, she's a lady. Anna Sanghirup, right, doing from Namibia. Says, Global Baba, how can I know when I'm being passive or aggressive while dealing with sickness? I take the word twice a day as a prescription, but I can't stop thinking whether I'm doing it well or I'm being passive. Well, it's, it, it's not just how many times you take it. It's how much of it do you understand. So again, understanding is critical. Spend time to pray. Listen as much as you can. Remember, sickness does not go on vacation. When, when sickness begins to work on your body, even when you're sleeping, that sickness is working. So you too must be able to attack it as aggressive as possible. If you can, take, if you can even listen to the word of God, 10 hours a day is not too much because you're combating a situation. Like I always tell believers, don't wait until sickness comes to start building capacity to defeat sickness. You've got to live a life where you're always building the capacity of God's word in you so that when attacks come, whether sickness or any kind of attacks, you're already too loaded to, 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 to knock them out. You've got to stay in the word always. Fire brigade approach may not always work. Fire brigade approach means you waited until the situation overshadowed you, then you started looking for which word. It, it doesn't help like that. You've got to make the word of God your lifestyle. You live in it day and night. You live in it all the time. So when sickness comes, you just shake it off. Like Paul shook off the serpent and felt no harm. So you keep building the word because the word is life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So you build your word capacity even when you're not sick all the time. Because so that whenever the devil throws that fiery dart, you can neutralize it by the efficacy of God's word that saturates your being. Okay, so Anna concludes, Global Baba, can healing, the anointing for healing, the power for healing, can it be channeled to a specific area of the body that needs healing? I received instant healing for gastritis, gastritis a few years back through the word, just by praying and meditating in my room for 15 days, but I could not receive healing for my nerves at the same time. Why couldn't the same healing power deal with the nerves the way it deals with the gastritis, Global Baba? Thank you. The same way you received that healing, you could have just stayed adamantly and refused to quit until you get the healings for your nerves. I mean, God raises the dead. What are nerves that will not get healed? So again, you've got to receive. And when you receive, you receive in faith and refuse to budge and keep speaking it and keep speaking it. You keep calling it. You keep calling it until you see it. Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded.
that faithful is he who had promised, who was able also to perform. He called the things that be not as though they were. So you stay in faith. As you are feeding on the word, you are speaking. As you are feeding on the word, you are speaking. You keep speaking till you see what you have spoken come to pass. Okay, global from Namibia. We're flying straight to Cameroon, just um, next door. Greetings, sirs. My name is Saje Urich from the Republic of Cameroon. Precisely, I'm in Kumba. I know Cape Town. Say many thanks for your teachings, Global Baba. You are touching lives greatly. More grace, sir. I have a problem. I work so hard, but I don't see the reward. I hold money, but it vanishes. And lately, I have continued to live on paying debts, which I can't explain how I spend the money. Each time I want to think on what I did with the money, I get this sudden headache. Sir, please help me. I don't know if I'm the problem. Thank you. Yeah, I think you're the problem. There's a level of financial intelligence you're not employing, and there's a level of financial discipline you're not engaging. Once you do not employ financial intelligence and financial in discipline, you will end up paying debt all the days of your life. So you've got, to, you've got to think about opportunity cost. You've got to ask yourself, what is important in my life? Then you cut down. What can I not, what can I not do without? What must I have? You look at all of those indices. You streamline your expenditure. Make sure you have more income than expenditure. That's the way to go. Forget about public image. Forget about trying to fit into the status quo. Make up your mind to live a life that is according to what you have for now. You won't always be there. Enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. So streamline your expenditures and all of that. Whatever you can do with that, put them away. You're not in competition with anybody. Just take your time one day at a time. When you do that, you will end up not owing people. Rather, you will be saving and saving and saving till you have saved enough to either invest or engage in a project that will be a lifetime project to continue to bless you. That's my advice. And if you think you need further, you can look for a financial expert to give you some counsel and help you with planning your finances. Okay, I, I know we're having a little technical problems, um, uh, technical challenges with our telephone line. Just keep trying, plus 234-806-800-9939, plus 234 if you're calling from outside. Otherwise, it's 806 800 waiting to receive your calls. But moving from uh, Cameroon, but still in some other African country, hello, global bad, Amina. Great grace to you, sir. Blessings to you, Mr. Bush. My question is on the headship in the church. Is it right to call my branch pastor, daddy, due to closeness of relationship? How can I not overexalt, for lack of a better expression, but how can I control uh, not to overexalt my branch pastor over my spiritual father, which I consider is our head pastor? What exactly is the role of a branch pastor, and how should we receive him? Thank you, Global Baba. Well, again, it depends on how this church is structured. It depends on how the church is structured. If your branch pastor is your main source of spiritual diet and nourishment, then by all means, if that's the person building doctrine into you, if that's the person bringing ministry out of you, then by all means, your branch pastor is your father. Then the general overseer of the ministry, you can just honor him like one of the fathers. But the main father is a person that is feeding you, that is responsible for your doctrinal persuasion. You have to stay with scriptural narratives, not sentiments. And that's the way to go. Our first caller is on the line. Hello. Hello, sir. Yes, welcome to the show. Your name, where are you calling from? 
I'm first person because I'm coming from Italy. From Italy. Okay, go ahead. Okay, hello, Papa. Good evening, sir. Evening. Bless you. Sir, I thank you so much. Uh, through your teaching, I've learned many things. And I was telling myself, that doesn't mean I met you before I left Nigeria. I could have stayed and do things in Nigeria. But I thank God for, for life. I know because future will be good for me here because I've seen you and through you, I will know Christ very well. Amen. And so I just need a help because I don't know if it's wrong or right. Because anytime I'm praying in tongue, maybe I'm speaking in tongue praying, my mind will be thinking on other things. Later, I will still come to prayer again, but I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just want you to help me in prayer and tell me what to do about it. Because anytime I'm praying, uh, my mind will be telling me, I will be thinking on other things. So what, what you need to do is to concentrate more in the prayer and pray longer. Pray longer. If you pray longer and concentrate more, you will end up forgetting what you were thinking and focus on the prayer. So pray and pray until you pray. That's very important. Then secondly, if you get easily distracted, then you may have to look for a very quiet place to go and pray, where you also close your eye, where the place does not have distractions, so you can focus. And then lastly, if you do not have enough word in you, when you pray, it will be easy for you to be distracted. But when you have the word of God dwelling in you richly, when you pray, all you have saturating your mind is the word of God. So spend more time studying the word, chew the word, eat the word, meditate the word until the word becomes a part of you. Then when you want to pray, look for a quiet place that there's no distraction and close your eyes. That way you can focus and pray in the spirit. You know, a lot of believers think when you pray in the spirit and you open your eye, it shows you are spiritually matured. No, it's not a sign of maturity. It just shows that you have mastered the environment and you're not distracted but otherwise you need to be in a place where there's less distraction so you can focus another caller hello hello many thanks hello. for joining us you know where you're calling from go ahead i i am back my name is bastian and i'm calling from a i want to really thank papa and uh, Michael Bush for what uh, they, are, they are doing on the studio. Thank you. I've known uh, Michael Bush for some time. He's a revolutionary. That's right. At uh, Bakasi, Adam, uh, Pamu Yes, oh, oh, great. That's uh, right, bro. Yes, he. Oh, that's right. Uh, but Michael Bush, because of the suffering of Nigerians, he organized the youth, and we established. Now that they want to Cameroon. tell my story, yes, because sir. of that, he was he was incarcerated yes, by Cameroonian authorities. Yes, <laughs> Since I came to the knowledge of this teaching, I, I, I so much appreciate it, and I've not missed a day. Thank you very much, Papa. Amen. The teachings are revolutionary. Amen. And I pray God that this be the grace to continue. Amen. Thank you very much. Can, can you just hold the line? And, um, you know, when people, <laughs> when, you know, when people come from my <laughs> background like that, trace they, you to your background, yeah. Are you able to, 
Are you able to call back right um, at the end of the program, at the top of the hour, just call back so they can take my direct number? I would like to be in touch with you. I'll get you to visit out here. I, I will. Thank you. Sir. Appreciate it. Love to your family. Fantastic. So you yes. were locked up. Yes, I was locked up. I was locked so, up by the Cameroon police. So it's not today you started. Very no global. So sometimes I just feel that all of those things don't pay. You know. But maybe <laughs> But I mean, when you hear people so, like this, you yeah, know so that you, you get encouraged. Yes, yeah. very we, true. We've done great things, and I'm, I'm so 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 proud. No, the greater is ahead. Yes, absolutely. Ah, the greater is ahead. I'm so proud of the life we have lived. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Global Baba, we get back um, to... Hello, Global Baba. Hello, Mr. Bush. Great grace to you, sirs. Thank you, Global Baba, for your consistent labor over us in love, in word and doctrine. My question, Global Baba, is on prayer. Recently, in this ongoing series, you taught us that God isn't moved by our prayers. You corrected us about those preachers who say things like, your prayer motivates God and all. Pray so that God will, mot be, motiv uh, will be motivated. I'm a bit confused on how to reconcile this with what you said in one of your teaching series on prayer. And I quote, if the church doesn't pray, nothing happens. God wants to move on the earth, but it takes prayer to enable God to move the way he wants to move. If nobody prays, God does nothing. Baba, people are really listening to you. Very well. You also related this with Genesis 1.26 saying, if God wants to do something here, he must find them to enable him. It seems like I pray so that God can move, be motivated, and your prayer doesn't move God. Please enlighten me, Global Baba. Thank you so much. Mr. Bush, thanks for your patient reading. So now it sounds like a contradiction, but it's not a contradiction. You, you deal with every sentence within the context of the teaching. Now, when we said God does nothing on the earth until we pray, what we mean is that the power of God, the power of God is already locked up on your inside. So since the power of God is locked up on your inside, in God's plan, he has finished everything and handed over to you all that he has done so you exercise that authority you make things happen on the earth on his behalf but as far as god is concerned he's done already so when you pray things happen when things happen that's when we say that god moved through your prayer it's not as if god moved at that hour but god left all of the things he will do within the confine of man's availability and man's authority and man's engagement and commitment to bring into fruition what God has already done. That's why the book of Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. So the exceeding God is restricted to the power that is at work in you. Why? Because he gave man the earth to have dominion over. So man must allow God to do what God has already done on the earth. So God needs man just like Satan will need man. So when you make yourself available and you give yourself to prayer, you unleash what God has done to take preeminence on the earth. I hope that helps. Okay, another entry, still anonymous, says, please, uh, Global Baba, if prayers do not move God, should we continue to pray and why? Thank you. Prayer do not move God, but prayer moves things on the earth. Prayer does not change God, but prayer changes things. So we do not pray to change God. We do not pray to move God. We pray to change things and bring the manifestation of what God has done in Christ to take effect on the earth. That's why we pray. And that's why we keep praying to make power available that brings into manifestation the victory that Jesus obtained on our behalf. 
Okay, just back to Facebook Live where we have a congregation of very excited um, Christians. Mary Vaughan, Baby Vaughan says, Welcome to Intercontinental Mr. Bush, Marshmet, Idurian Yenudrum. I uh, see Simon McCarthy. I'm so excited to also see you, Demu Demo Kon. You too. Now, God is love, T. Audru. Itobo Udofia, Edere Sara, Kondi Kono. Thank you, Jessica Ezeogu. Thank you for coming. Be in Jering Nwangi. Kwame Amoko. I'd like to thank all of you for staying tuned to our program. Imoni Enes is also here. So to, so to, so to, so to, scared by Oscar Agbo. I, I thought I took that before. Ndubisi Rafael Agua, many thanks for coming on the program. Egre Nji, thank you. Mube Atusemi Oboeba, I'd like to welcome you. Stace Mochini is also there, my friend on Facebook, Banda Andrew. I'll come back to you in a moment, but let me run to this one now. Greetings, Global Baba. Greetings, Intercontinental Mr. Bush. Global Baba, I remain grateful for all your teachings in the body of Christ. I can now say my soul is ripped off of religion, religion which is a canker worm in the world today. I have a series of issues. I will pray you help me explain, Global Baba. The Bible is the only holy book on earth inspired by the only one and true God. We expect this book to be simple to understand, straightforward and consistent more than any other. Nevertheless, it remains the only book that is popular for being contentious and that seems to have answers for everything. One, are the seeming contradictions in the Bible of any plus to the kingdom of God, Lobo Baba? Is any what? Are the seeming contradictions in the Bible, are they of any effect, are they of any plus? To the kingdom of God. You must understand that the Bible is an ancient book, ancient material, written with an ancient language. Therefore, in today's language, there is the need for interpretation. That's why we have hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is a science or the art of Bible interpretation. And every sound theologian and every sound Bible teacher understands what I just said in hermeneutics. So because it's ancient and the grammar and the language used is ancient language. Language has, has grown over the years. There's the need to interpret. The seeming contradictions is because of lack of proper interpretation. So when we interpret, it becomes very easy. There's another caller back on the line. Behoves me to take him or her now. Hello. Hello, sir. Welcome to our Good show. Evening, Your name, where are you calling from? I'm coming from Oran, sir. Your name? Augustine. Go ahead. Sir, please, uh, I, want, I, want, I, I greet uh, Papa Even and you, and a uh, very good work where you do. Uh, all along, I'm, I'm, uh, I was uh, con uh, just uh, this manager typhoid, and, uh, this, uh, and uh, my blood pressure had arrived. I went to the hospital, and I collected the, the drugs, and the medicine. I'm taking the medicine, so I want Papa to pray for me, for my healer. And all that problem we are having in the family. Okay. In the name of Jesus, we, we receive healing on your behalf and we command your body to be healed. We declare that the medications you are taking, all of them work within your system to bring total healing and soundness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Challenges of life, we dissolve them. We ask that you receive a miracle and the intervention of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. in Florida, thank you for staying with us on Facebook Live. You too, blessed Jaffet. And Shanalize Martin um, Dunkley would like to thank all of you 
for making sure you always keep a date with us. I'll come back to that in a moment. But Wangobe, Jen, thank you. You too. Okay. So Global Baba will get back to this one. Says uh, number two. God, in his foreknowledge, knew that Moses would not be able to comprehend and convey the right message to his people. Will he not have been prudent not to use Moses then? Then if he didn't use Moses, who else will he have used? Moses was the best available at that time. And what God does is he walks with what is available and what is best within the resources available to still reach out to man. That's so he continues, for God to have allowed or inspired liars, thieves, devils, and um, men to speak and be recorded in the same book that should be from him leaves more to be desired. How can this be explained? Is it of any advantage to the kingdom? I can tell that you're not listening carefully. <laughs> you're reading your thoughts into the things we teach. We didn't say God inspired the actions. We said God inspired the writings, the writings, graphe, the writings. So the inspiration is in the writings. It's like an event took place and I sent people to go and you know, cover the events. Then they came back and I asked them to publish what they saw. I didn't inspire the people that were behind the events, but I inspired the documentation. So the documentation of the Bible is inspired of the spirit. And the message of the Bible is inspired of the spirit only to the degree to which it unveils to us the sufferings of Christ and the glory that will follow. So what I will advise you to do is to calm down and patiently follow the teachings. You need a lot of hours of learning. It takes a lot. You know, don't be in a hurry. Just calm down and follow. You will get into the understanding of what is being said. And you will understand it within the context of what is being taught. And it will help you a lot. Okay, Raymond Iroigbe, I'd like to thank you, TTMI, you too. Many, many of you on Facebook Live, thank you for continuously staying with us. Crystal Sabese or Sabase Iroigba, I'd like to also welcome you. Some of these names, eh? but just uh, I'll take them. i take my time with them. We'll get to them. And then Nana Adwa, you too. I'd like to welcome you to the program. Okay, Atega Boston, Cosmic Oluwele. Back now to number four of this anonymous entry. In one of your teachings, Global Baba, you said God is not involved in democracy or politics. Yet, Romans 13 says, all authority on earth comes from God. All right? That's what he's saying. How do we reconcile this, Global Baba? Well, what did God say in Genesis 1, 27 and 28? Let them have dominion. That was God giving man authority over the earth. And man decided to use that authority to rule over man. It is not God that's ordaining the democracy. God ordained the authority. But men vote people to come into offices of, of, of leadership and lead them. It is a choice of men, not the choice of God. It is men that determine that. That's why you vote. That's why you have electoral college. That's why you have all of the process of democracy. That's why people come to your village to campaign. They go from city to city. All of that is within the activities of men. So eventually... Men choose who they want to be their leader, not God. God has no hand in democracy. It is a system that is run by men for the benefit of men. In the beginning, it was not so. God never ordained for man to rule man. But after the fall is when we begin to see human governments, societal organizations, continents, nations, and countries. You may need to go back and listen to the series of last week on why things happen the way they happen, because I explained all of that 
in details. Okay, Global Papa, we're going to this caller next, even though I'm just wondering, um, from that explanation, I get away with the impression that God does not send angels, not from Africa, not from... <laughs> <laughs> okay, this caller, hello. Not from Cameroon. <laughs> Many thanks for telling us, and then where you calling from? My name is Adeji Obede, calling from Manuba, Kogi State. Kogi God bless you all in the name of Jesus. God will continue to strengthen you and Papa in Jesus' name. Amen. My question comes from Galatians chapter 1, verse 8. Apostles, they do we are an angel from heaven. Is there any other gospel unto you than that which have preached unto you? Let it be a cost. I want to know the name of that a cost. A cause is the Greek word anathema. Anathema means let him be cut him off. That is, don't give him your space. Don't give him your ears. Don't let him preach nonsense to you. Block him. Block him in today's uh, slang. Block him from having access. Your, yeah, access to your ears or your eyes or to speak to you. That's what it means by let him be a cause. It's not like cursing. Mm. A cause is anathema. Let him be cut off. Okay. Robert, let's round off with this longish one. But I, I like the way the word this person says in conclusion, though. I, I will okay. go back to rounding off with this question. It says, sorry for taking so much of your time. Okay. Your response to the above will help me so much. I might not have put my questions the right way yes. and the right words. Consider my shortcomings. Yes. And goes on to thank all of us. But it concludes. Global Baba. God created this world, including man, and blessed the earth with all manner of blessings. Because that is what God desired for man. What effrontery, what power, what authority had man to create something, that is sin, that will reap the world, um, that, is, that will read the world of all these blessings. Where did the power to create sin come from to man? See the way we are suffering today and struggling to regain this position in Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wish to know the source of this power that man had that could challenge or contravene the plan of God for man. It's called the will of man. God gave man a will. He didn't make you a robot. The moment God gave you a will, you became responsible for your choices and the outcome of your choices. The only part God plays in again is when you have made the wrong choices, he comes in his mercy to redeem you. And that's what Jesus did in dying for us. Remember God said to Adam, look at the tree of life. Look at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat this one, you will surely die. Don't eat it. Adam disobeyed and went for it. That's man's choice. And the outcome of that choice is death. The wages of sin is death. Man sinned, man died. So what did God do? God became a man and died for man. So he can bring man back to his place of grace, mercy, and to his place of authority. That's the love of God. Okay, finally, we are in Nigeria. We're coming straight home. Akwai Bomb states, hello, Global Baba. I want to know at what stage does one know when to stop exercising faith and yielding to medical advice that contradicts faith? Nick from Akwai Bomb states. Medical advice never contradicts faith, and faith never contradicts medical advice. Medical advice and faith work together very well. All right? So stay in faith. Take your medicine. It's like saying you are in faith, you won't eat food. How does that work? Food and faith works together. So medical science and healing works together because medical science is simply, you know, is simply supplying you the things that your body is lacking or supplying what your body needs to knock out so that your body could heal itself. So it's like food. So you take it. I call it body maintenance. If you're taking medication, it's not a sin. 
You stay in faith and keep calling the things that be not as though they were. Once you are healed and you confirm yourself healed, you trash out the medication and enjoy the freedom that you have in God's God's. Waiting for our last caller on this edition of the program, and then I'll try and take three more entries from around Akwaibom State. In Mebong in Uyo, hello, Global Baba. Thank you for continuously bringing me up there into better understanding of all that I have and all that I can be in Christ. I am blessed. God bless you. Thank you too, Mr. Bush, my one-time principal at One God Academy. Wow. Daddy, please, I want you to agree with me as a father for my admission into the University of Uyo to study pharmacy in the 2020-2021 academic session. I want all circumstances to favor my admission into this field of study. Thank you, Daddy. God bless you. Amen. Before Amen. the prayer, yes. we'll just take this last caller. Hello. Yes. Good evening, sir. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where are you calling from? You have 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm Victor from, from Bonnie Island, River State. Okay. Go ahead. okay I want to just uh, thank uh, Papa for the, his message, uh, what he has done for us, for the, uh, our eye-opening, to give us an eye-opener for the gospel. Thank you. Okay, thank so you so I, want to, I, want to, I want to God bless you Amen. for thank all you. you have done for us. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. From Bonnie Island. Okay, that's in River State. Yeah. Okay, Global Baba, so we're back. Imebo um, wants to pray. She wants to be a pharmacist. Wants yes. to get into the University of the Year. Father, we ask for favor, and we declare that circumstances and situation around admissions will favor you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Global Baba, from um, there, we head straight to Ibisikbo Asut and says, Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I'm Anik and Abraham. Please, I want Global Baba to pray for me. I'm going through a very hard situation now. Daddy, please, I need your prayers. In the name of Jesus, we declare that situation dissolved. We bring every, everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God to be subdued under you. And we release a miracle of, of an intervention of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. To Oregon, I'm next. Hello, Global Baba. My mother, Mrs. Alice Friday Moran, has suffered paralysis for a year now. I need your prayer for healing of our body. With your prayer and your faith, she will be healed. We rebuke paralysis. We come against the oppression of the enemy over that body. Body be loosed from oppression. In the name of Jesus, and be healed right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. This anonymous entry takes us home. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Michael Bush. Global Baba, you are a blessing to this generation. God will continue to bless you. Global Baba, I'm having health challenges and I've taken all kinds of drugs, yet there is no difference. Please pray for my healing. Father, we ask that that body be subdued and we command everything that is causing that body not to cooperate with healing, rebuked. Body be healed from your head to the soles of your foot. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's a fantastic place to live this edition. To leave this edition of the program, not left. Left is R I no I L I V E. Mm -hmm. You know, so leave is mm -hmm. L E A V E. Yep. Okay, we're making progress. We need to go. Producer Pastor IJ Quere, many, many thanks for being here. The production team, thank you too. My name is Michael Bush, your anchor, calling on Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina, to take us home. Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. Global Baba. It's been a great day Fantastic. today, I'm Fantastic. telling you. Fantastic. Now, listen to me carefully. Um, tomorrow, I'll be introducing something to you because we're already making plans to make sure every one of you that is part of this ministry all over the world were able to read the Bible together in one year, 2021. So, we're coming up with a number of dynamics that will help you to be part of this 2021 project of reading the entire Bible 
through the eyes of Jesus Christ. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but we love you guys. Help us invite more people to be part of what God is doing here on all the various platforms. And tonight we're on Inspiration FM 9 to 10, Heritage FM 10 to 12. Tomorrow morning we're on Radio Aquaibom 11 to 1, XLFM 1 to 3, uh, you, know you know your FM 3, 3 to 5. 5. And we're and back, back here again Comfort at FM. 6 to 8 p.m. on Comfort, Comfort FM. FM. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy Christ. Till we see you again tomorrow, be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen.